On Friday, a grand jury indicted Dwayne Keefe D. Davis for the 1996 murder of rapper Tupac Shakur just hours after he was arrested on a walk near his Las Vegas home. After 27 years, Davis is the only surviving person police are looking at connected to the death of Tupac Shakur. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we dive into the news with author Kathy Scott, who wrote the popular true crime biography, The Killing of Tupac Shakur. It's Monday, October 2nd. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Kathy Scott, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you. Happy to be here. Kathy, What's your reaction to the arrest of Dwayne Davis? Well, my my reaction was, you know, gleeful, but um, it's about time. You know, finally, finally, there's been justice, the beginning of justice um, for Tupac Shakur. We all we all knew who was in the car. We all we've known it for years. How does Dwayne Davis fit into the Tupac saga? Well, Dwayne um, Davis, Keefe D, was a kind of a senior member of the Crips Street Gang, and he was in the car that Orlando Anderson um, was in that went out to the Strip and, and driving all over Vegas looking for Tupac because Orlando Anderson had been beaten up by Tupac and Suge earlier in the night. Keefe D is the uncle of Orlando Anderson. So, so uh, Keefe D, Orlando, and two other of their homies, little gangbangers, were in the car from Compton, L.A. They were in the Cadillac and headed out. And so Keefe D was uh, um, being in the car alone makes him an accessory to murder. murder. Okay. Uh, Orlando Anderson was killed in 1998. So obviously he was never charged, but his name had been floating around for a long time as the shooter. Why wasn't Orlando submitted to a grand jury or arrested like Dwayne Davis was? Oh, excellent question. I've asked the police that over and over. Compton PD gang cops on the street told Metro Police, this guy is, is, is the shooter. And here are the people, the names of the people in the car, including Keefe D. Um, and uh, Vegas police, the Gang cops, I interviewed them at length, saw them in person a couple of times. They came to Vegas when I was living there, and I interviewed them, and they um, were very frustrated because to them, Vegas police did not want to even interview Orlando. They did a gang roundup, and they handed Orlando to him, detained him, and, and they sent a Metro detective who just had a conversation with him, didn't interview him. They, they couldn't understand why Vegas police weren't interviewing him. He had motive because Tupac and Suge beat him up. That's motive. And, and uh, means was the car to get there. And uh, opportunity... 
um, was uh, they were in Vegas at the same time. So it uh, flies in the face of logic as to why they they waited so long. But finally, you know, they're they're trying to cover their bases a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed hmm. by saying that they've been they've been working hard on this for decades. Yeah, and in the press conference uh, announcing the arrest, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department Sheriff Kevin McMahill got emotional uh, and and defensive even, addressing critics who said that LVMPD didn't take this investigation seriously. I, I mean, Kathy, do you think LVMPD's pursuit of a person who is possibly not the actual shooter is an attempt to vindicate that criticism? And does it do that? No, I think all these years gone by, I don't I don't think they were looking for vindication. Um, Keefe D lived in Las Vegas. He happened to write a book where he stated I was in the car. And that is that is um, proof. That is hard evidence. They didn't have that hard evidence previously. So there's a new sheriff in town. As you know, he got elected. And it was the new sheriff who came in and said, let's tackle this. So um, so he may be a little protective of his department, but there's plenty of criticism to be go around. My thing, if I were them, just accept the criticism and say, well, we're doing it now. They, they, they screwed up by their, yeah. you know, by, and it was by design. It, you know, they didn't want to solve it. It would have been bad for tourism to having all those, you know, all those gangbangers in town and hip hop guys coming to a trial. I was told by a higher up captain that it would be bad for tourism. That's what he heard from the top. So they, you know, as, as you know, if you're a reporter back then, the, I mean, you talk to the cops, they just close up. They didn't want to talk about Tupac. They did, they did not actively investigate that case. And, and they, they, they can rewrite history all they want. I was there. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist, Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. Kathy, um, you mentioned the Dwayne Davis memoir, and the police and the DA are citing that very uh, book as one of the reasons for reviving uh, this investigation, calling those things admissions. I want to read 
uh, a couple of the passages real quickly from the Dwayne Davis memoir. He wrote, um, Tupac made an erratic move and began to reach down beneath his seat. Pac pulled out a strap, and that's when the fireworks started. One of my guys from the back seat grabbed the Glock and started busting back. And then later in that same book, he writes, At this point in my life, I can say that I have a deep sense of remorse for what happened to Tupac. However, I stand firm on that point that Tupac, Suge Knight, and the rest of those N-words didn't have any business putting their hands on my beloved baby Lane, period. Them jumping on my nephew gave us the ultimate green light to do something to their ass. Um, that's a that's a big admission. But that, that memoir came out in 2019. So why did you think he just now get arrested? Well, um, I, I think it took a new homicide unit to kind of go through everything and figure it all out. And I mean, that's the biggest news conference I've seen in Vegas. And there have been, we had Warren Jeff's news conferences with the FBI, but this was a pretty big one. Um, Keefe D can say what he likes. Tupac was in a car on in, in the BMW and the uh, Cadillac pulls up and Tupac, the court, car, the door was shut. What it, what did, and Tupac's listening to his music. He's flirting with girls in a car next to him on the other side. He's getting up in his um, uh, sunroof, and he's and and he didn't re- he didn't see those guys coming up next to him. And so, what's Keefe D trying to rewrite the story and say? Oh, it was self defense, Tupac. And I'm sorry, no guns came out of Suge and Tupac's. BMW. So that quashes that, that in there is nothing on the floor. So that, that's a bunch of BS. And that's, and that's Keefe D um, uh, just making stuff up. But the reason the cops waited so long is this was the hard evidence they needed. Well, I wonder if the admission's going to be enough. Uh, I mean, even you, Kathy, you say, well, part of what Keefe D is saying is BS about the self-defense, but you want to accept the other part of it, it, it is, is the admission uh, or at least part of that admission going to be enough or are there other challenges you think the prosecution is going to have here? I mean, you've looked at every piece of evidence in this case for a long time. Oh, oh, I named, I named uh, Keefe D as being in the car. So this isn't new. The cops all knew it. They already knew he was in the car. Compton PD knew he was in the car. They gave me all the names of the people in it. And Keefe D was one of them. I reported it. So, um, so did everybody else. So this is not news that Keefe D was in it. What it is, is hard evidence that he says from his mouth, I was in the car. I don't care what else blubbering idiocy he says otherwise. That doesn't matter that he says one thing, um, but that they already knew he was in the car. This just corroborated it, and that became hard evidence. So everything else is just hyperbole. I get it. But I would imagine a good defense attorney is going to probably going to look at your book (laughs) and say, you know, uh, the police really didn't have any hard evidence. Uh, No gun, no fibers, uh, no other eyewitnesses. So do do you think there's still going to be challenges? 
Oh, I think there'll be challenges. It took, I mean, the sergeant is dead in Compton. I wish he were alive. Bobby Ladd, a detective on the street at the time, he, he was a Compton cop. He's, he's alive. They can have him testify, and I'm sure they've already talked to him about Tupac, about Orlando Anderson running his mouth all over Compton. I cap Tupac, I cap Tupac. Um, so they, he's got him telling everybody, and they had that. That's called intelligence. They had that intelligence from the street. So no, this is this isn't a he said, she said. This is hard evidence. It's in his stupid book, and he he went and 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 I think it's a slam dunk, and they're going to get him on uh, on on this hard. There, there's no question about it. Well, I will say, Kathy, in in your book, you do quote uh, a gang expert who says that gangbangers usually don't brag about such specific killings like that. Uh, do, you, do you think that really this is going to be it? Well, Orlando Anderson was bragging for six days before Tupac died. He stopped bragging when Tupac died. So who's bragging about shooting him, not killing him? And it all changed, and he went and oh. got lawyered up afterward. So, um, I, I, I mean, no, I, I, I think, uh, honest to God, I think this is going to be the end of it, and then everybody can just uh, uh, enjoy Tupac's music and 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 let him rest in peace. Last question, Kathy. So, what does this mean for Las Vegas? I think it's a feather in the cap. Um, of Las Vegas that they solved a crime that's 27 years old, regardless of what happened earlier. You know, kudos to them for getting it done. And and I think it makes people feel that the streets are a little safer to have Keefe D off of them. I mean, he lives in Henderson. He used to live in Compton and he moved to, to Vegas. But uh, I yeah no I I think this puts it to bed and I think it's a real feather in the the hat for the the Clark County District Attorney's Office and the Metro Police Department on getting this little puppy done and and putting it to rest. Kathy Scott, thank you so much for joining us today here on CityCast Las Vegas. My pleasure. Thanks. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Share this episode on social media and let us know what your reaction was to this arrest. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Till then, stay lucky. Kathy, I've got one bonus question for you. Do you have a favorite Tupac Shakur song? I do, and that is Dear Mama. It it makes me tear up every time I hear it. You know, Dear Mama, you are appreciated. And his mother was a drug addict, and uh, you know, and he he forgave her. And um, it's just the sweetest song, and it, you it's an anthem to his mother. And and I was a single parent raising a boy, so it it, it touches my heart. <laughs>